Welcome to the Pharos Fit Podcast, where we help you to explore your capacity to move better, push further, and achieve your limitless potential through fitness, nutrition, recovery, and lifestyle. Welcome back to the Pharos Fit Podcast. Uh, you're here with uh, my wife, Emily Cavell. Hello. Jeff Scarborough. Virtual. Virtual Jeff Scarborough. He's a lot better virtually than he is in real life. Uh, <laughs> Brandon, my producer. What's and- up, guys? Good to be back. Hey, Brandon. And uh, myself, Yvonne. Now we haven't seen uh, we haven't seen Brandon since this thing started. Obviously, uh, me, Jeff, and Emily have seen each other, so um, it's good to see your face, Brandon. How are you doing? Uh, I've been doing pretty well. I'm lucky to uh, have been stuck here and uh, been turning my house into a little uh, Mad Max uh, fitness park. You know, tires, sledgehammer. So, been right. keeping busy and doing well. So good. You have a, like an apocalyptic gym. Exactly. Just ready in case it does go to shit. Like I'm, I'm ready for it. I love that the race, like when life gives you quarantine, get a home gym. Like everyone like rushed out to get a home gym, which I think is a really good sign for, uh, you know, for where we are. Like people are like, Oh no, you're stuck inside. I have to do something, you know? Absolutely. It's, 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 I think the prices for all those like at home stuff and the people trying to order them are like through the roof now. So we got in the wrong side of the fitness industry. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the people that manufacture home gym equipment are, are, I mean, are crushing oh, right now. Hey, you know, what's weird. Like that whole Peloton thing right before quarantine, where it was like, they lost a ton of shares and everything went down because they, they had that like bad commercial or whatever. And then right after that, this they thing happens. No, well, this thing happened, which is the best thing yeah. that could ever have happened, Peloton. So <laughs> I don't know, maybe it was Peloton. Blame I like the conspiracy theory. That is, that's the topic of this uh, podcast. Uh, <laughs> anybody that has at home, you know, at home gym equipment, at home products, it's, it's going to be well, 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 well. Why don't you guys tell me how is Pharaoh's doing? What have you guys been doing through the quarantine? We, I mean, we're doing good. We, we, um, like as soon as this, this thing started and then, you know, this whole thing, March 15th was announced, it was announced on the Sunday and then Monday morning we started, you know, like workouts. And obviously at that point it wasn't like organized like it was now, but we just knew we had to like have a presence, get online, stay in touch with our members, keep the community together, that kind of thing. And then, you know, in the beginning, um, I was doing like a morning workout. Emily was doing a repair workout and Jeff was doing like a 5 p.m. dumbbell workout. And, it, you know, it started out bare bones just because we knew we had to do something. And then, you know, as time went by and as we got more organized, it de- developed into a more of a more of a serious thing, um, more of a, a greater online presence, which is, you know, a virtual studio, if you will, which is what we have now. Yeah, it's crazy. We have like over 60 classes a week which is so many for a virtual studio, you know, it's like we had 12 different programs. And then if we were going to effectively translate our, uh, you know, what we offer online, then we had to offer just as much diversity and all of that. So the class schedule uh, grew quickly. We got 60 classes a week, you know, we just keep, uh, the easiest part of this is the serving, like is just putting our energy and attention on what we can control and what we can do, which is continue to um, be held, our, hold our members accountable and be a light in a dark day and, you know, to help them find purpose and to give them some support during this time. So I feel like that uh, having that to do is the 
has been the best part of this, you know, and is definitely, I don't know how you guys feel, but it is uh, certainly getting me through, you know, just putting yeah, I mean, energy on that. I remember we had a conversation early on, like, this is bad, but we have to keep a growth mindset here. We have to grow. We have to grow. Either we, either we can like sit down and sulk about it or we can like focus on growing. And you know, the, the, the online stuff, um, is something that we had actually talked about before. Like maybe it would be a good thing for, you know, not just our members, but to reach out to a broader audience at large that, that having an online presence would be, would be beneficial. So this, this kind of gave us an opportunity really to, to start that process off. So rather than sitting down and thinking, Oh fuck, this is a disaster. It was like, okay, this is an opportunity. Let's, let's, let's organize this virtual um, studio. Let's like Emily was saying, we, we've always stood by this, this word multiplicity. We wanted to offer like a broad spectrum of fitness. Um, so we knew that in order to do that, you know, we couldn't just use me, 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 Jeff and, and Emily, we'd have to, you know, bring in our, bring in our, our coaches and our, you know, our whole staff, Gotta keep our team, uh, keep our team. But then it became not just a, a way to serve our membership, but also a way to keep everybody you know, on board and keep our staff together and, and keep paying them in some fashion. So, you know, it, like I said, it became the virtual studio became a way to, to keep the Ferris brand alive, to support all our coaches and all our staff and to keep our, you know, to keep our community together and to keep them both physically and mentally engaged through this, this, this time, because as you, I'm sure, sure, you know, that of course we want to keep people physically fit and we don't want people to sit around and get lazy and, and put on weight and stuff. And also we want to keep them mentally fit because people's, yeah, brains of you know people's mindset can can be so you know devastated by this kind of thing so i think i hope that we've managed in, in some way to, to help with with that condition throughout this, this pandemic man i had such a moment of deja vu when you were just talking about the schedule and just talking from there because it's basically the same conversation we had three years ago in the shed right? Where we had no control of anything going on. I was like putting back and forth from the city and I was, and they were like, well, you guys just, they just told you one thing and now they're telling you another. So what, what can we do? It's like, I have no idea. But the only thing that we had control of was our class schedule. And we had our morning body weight, like our train class. We had our afternoon repair with M. uh, And then we did our build class in the evening. And kind of like with what Emily said, you know, the only thing that we can control is our class schedule, is our service. And that's kind of what kept us going. You know, it was these bodies showing up every single day with these smiley faces when we're running out of this like trudgy shed. And it was kind of like, you know, in the beginning when we didn't really know what we were doing, like, you know, I'm on Instagram five minutes a day looking at this, that, and whatever. I don't know how to use half of it. And then you guys are asking me to do Instagram live classes. And it was like, (laughs) I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. I think, I think we've all had to kind of like learn on our feet with the, with this whole thing. You know, it's funny. I I was, I was thinking about this today, like how, how hard it is to open a business in in Los Angeles with, you know, the way that the city is, the way that the taxes are, like we went through such a, a tough process to, to get to the point where we're at. We were like just turning a corner. And now when something bad happens, like you don't get like the, the help that you, you feel you deserve after like contributing right. so much. I'm just like, uh, right, really? We did all that and then now this? Like, 
Exactly. And I, and, and again, like when you, when I was just talking about the city, that's kind of how I feel with all the SBA stuff. And, you know, I guess we, we might get into it later, but it's kind of one of these things where you have the biggest banks in the world, but they, that are, that are there to help you out, but still like we have no definitive answers. We don't know what's going on. We don't know how we're supposed to spend this money. And it's, again, it was just like that moment of deja vu with all this stuff happening all over again. I think it's really funny though. Cause like, you know, we, it take, we've been talking for the last three years about like, you know, moving the limitless challenge online and being able to, um, you know, expand into a virtual studio and doing like pre-recorded stuff and all of this, and then it doesn't happen. And then as soon as you need to, as soon as it is like essential, you throw it together fast. And I think that's so like such an interesting thing where like, because now we had to, cause we, you know, it wasn't something that like, well, we have the option of doing this to expand. It's like, no, our lives depend on us pivoting. Um, and so then you, you know, you just like forage through and figure it out. And then a week later you have like, you know, this virtual studio that you've been talking about putting together for years. And then now you're like, Oh, well, you, you, you do what you have to do when you have no other option. I'm, I always think about this, like people that are seriously talented at what they do. A lot of the time, like they had no other option. Like, and I know this is like, not only guys, but so I always think about it. So you take, take someone like Springsteen, who's like, comes from a really poor family in New Jersey, <laughs> has nowhere to go, but there's no way out except music. So the only thing you have that's going to get you out of the terrible situation you're in is this one thing. And if you can just get good at that one thing, do it relentlessly, then maybe you'll get out of the shit. Yeah. And that's kind of like things like this are like that. Like Absolutely. you have to just find one thing that you can focus on that can get you out of the shit. Yeah. Um, we're the Springsteen Fitness Club. Springsteen Fitness Club. <laughs> That's the name. People mispronounce Eros all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I remember, um, you know, we first met to start this show. I mean, this was one of your guys' big things was to, you know, really finally make that push, you know, pre-COVID to get to the online class and the online program. So how is, you know, the online program going thus far? Uh, what has <laughs> the been reaction from the clientele, uh, especially during these times? Honestly, I'm like, I'm so proud. Like I'm like sitting here, <laughs> I'm just like so proud of all the coaches of this whole team of like everyone from admin to the back and like everyone pivoted and they brought the best of themselves to the table and delivered it, you know? So now I'm excited to say like, we don't just have live stream classes and, you know, uh, we're not just putting together virtual studio like live stream classes, but, you know, we had a whole limitless challenge quarantine edition and, you know, you get on a team and you get a coach and you chat with them on a weekly basis and you get nutrition advice and you get daily text messages and accountability. And it's like, you know, fitness, nutrition, and mindset to stay sane during this time. And then once that ended, it's like, okay, well, quarantine's not ended. So what can we do? And then we created the skills program. So the pack skills is a like 30 day skill development program that you can like hone in on one to three skills, you know, like um, handstands, pushups, or, um, you know, mobility pistol, uh, to running, to rowing, to, I mean, we have 12 different skills that you can, um, like kind of go down the rabbit hole and like fine tune and focus on. Um, so I feel like from, in terms of like content, we've done a lot to like produce a lot of content, but moreover the people, I mean, our members are coming in and they're crushing it. Like they are 
like, you know, it, it, all of this was built as a direct result of people like wanting to do stuff. What can I focus on during quarantine? How can I put my energies on this? Like, you know, what can I do? And so, uh, yeah, I'm just so proud of the Pharaohs community at large for, yeah, it made me realize both like coaches and like community. I mean, you have people, two types of people. Some people are just like, Oh, what's the point? And then other people are like, Fuck it, let's go. And most of our people were the fuck it, let's go people. And that's like, it was amazing to see. And it, like, it's, it's, it kind of makes me proud. I mean, you, you try and create an environment and you try and create, um, you know, a determination and, a um, you know, just a sense of how you should behave in the gym kind of thing. And you use fitness as a, something that, that channels a part of your personality. Like, and that is a like, go get kind of like work hard. Let's do this kind of mentality. And then, you know, when this whole thing happened, you didn't have the gym anymore, but you didn't need the gym because you had everything inside of you that you needed to, to, to keep working hard. And all we needed to do was provide an avenue for that energy to go into. And that's what happened. It's that, that um, Asgard is not a place to people. Baros is not a place to people. It, it, it made me realize too, um, you know, there's a, there's a ton of different types of companies and businesses out there. And it made me really realize how important, um, you know, the fitness industry is. And, and, and what I'm, what I say by that is like how passionate people are in this industry. And you get a lot of people and all my friends from home that work for banks and law firms and they're like, they're like, this is great. You know what I mean? This is a vacation. I don't have to go into prison every day. Like this is the best time of my life. And our coaches were going nuts. You know what I mean? Like in the very beginning, they're like, what are we going to do? We don't have the gym. We don't have our clientele. What can we do? And we gave them this platform to be innovative and creative. And between like Vanessa with her newsletter and then Emily coming up with this idea for the pack skills program. And these coaches just pounced on it. And they came up with these like huge, huge, huge programs, like in depth, in detail from warm up to strength piece, to activation, to, to little finishers at the end. I mean, they went so deep. Uh, I remember uh, Emily, we were talking one day about how she, she started filming all these programs and she had uh, our, our one coach Vinny and he was doing fly and he had 172 clips and he was about a third of the way in there. And I was just like, God, these guys really went all in. So it, it, yeah, it really, it was like, it really felt good. You know what I mean? That like, we created and then like we created this platform for these uh, for these um, coaches to just thrive in their industry yeah. and do what they do best. Exactly. Because it's not like we, I mean, obviously we on the back end had a lot of work to do, but it was so nice to just like talk to our team and be like, hey guys, this is our idea. And then everyone just like jump on board and give it, a, you know, 110%. So it's some good stuff. If you haven't checked it out yet, tax skills, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and culture was kind of the word we were looking for. Like the culture of our coaches and the culture of our community was such that it enabled this all this to happen. Because if we hadn't had that culture, then it, it wouldn't have happened. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. It almost seems like the, your product is your, your culture and it just has spread into the community right. and, you know, so on and so forth that, you know, you guys have been able to really, keep this going that, you know, no matter if people are at their home, they can't do this. They, they can't get enough of you guys. So 
yeah, yeah. massive um, testament to you guys. Yeah, I mean, almost almost the frustrating thing was like the the industry, the manufacturing industry couldn't keep up with the demands of our clients. It's like, okay, we need dumbbells, we need benches, we need bands. Like they all run out of stock. So it's like, we, you know, we're coming up with all these ideas, and you guys, you guys drop the ball. Yeah, what else is he? Why this, we, we why we need to start Faros Manufacturing? Yeah. We'll build our own dumbbells. There you go. Um, it's like to your point of culture. It's like when we come together. I know we've always had such an issue with like creating a mission statement because like at at its core, like it, our goal is like every single day, every single session, every hour, every encounter, just be the best part of the day. Like let let that be your goal. So then that transcends fitness and especially in times like this, it, you know, our if, mm-hmm. if that is our mission, it's never been stronger than now, you know, to just like be a light in in their day uh, and in, in, in and in as many people's days as we can, you know? Yeah. Back to the story of the logo. Um, what are the? What do you guys think are the biggest differences, or you know, potentially changes to uh, your industry gym um, exercise going forward? I mean, I think. I mean, obviously, we don't know as as yet what's going to be required of us. Um, I will say this: fortunately, Barros is a twenty-two thousand square foot facility. We have more space than anyone I know. We have a cleaner gym than anyone I know, and we are going to be able to, we are going to be able to kind of like thrive, you know, no matter what they say, because for example, in our main gym, we have 20, 20 squat racks, 20 benches with over six foot between every, every squat rack and every bench. In our open gym, we have over six foot between every machine in our space upstairs in our train room. We have over six foot between every, every, uh, every piece of cardio in there. In our boxing, uh, studio, our fight studio, we have 20 bags, which enables, if we if we drop that down to 10 bags we have over six foot uh, between every bag so we kind of have the uh, the ability to pivot and and uh, and and change as we need to and obviously we'll put in um whatever cleaning protocols are required of us and we're making like you know big strides in that area uh, to make sure it's it's as safe as can be uh, but yeah, I think broadly speaking, you know, gyms are going to have to operate at a lower capacities and be going to have to have a lot, lot more stringent cleaning protocols um, and see, you know, we are in the class training, you know, spectrum. I mean, there's, there's a lot of boutique class fitness um, studios out there that are now going to be facing a very difficult problem. Um, you think of all the like 2,000 square foot, 3,000 square foot small businesses that rely on packing that room with 30 people. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen anymore. Yeah. And if your business model relies on that happening, then you know it's it's going to be a, a big problem for these guys. So, like I said, I feel fortunate that we have the space that we have because, as miserable as it is for all of us, like we can make those changes. Um, yes, it's annoying. Yes, it's going to require a lot of work. Yes, it's going to be, you know, a change for all of us, but we have the capacity to do it. So, you know, we, we do have that advantage. And I, like I said, I, I do feel very fortunate that we are in that position. Yeah, I remember like three, four years ago when you guys were like, oh, let's get this 3,000 square foot spot. Yeah, all right, all right. Like, no, all, no, it's no. All thank, it's all thanks I to you. I think that we should go bigger. Go home. You know, so in, in, a, weird, in a weird way, um, you know, we've grown. We, we started with like 
9,000 square foot, whatever, and now we're, we're 22,000 square feet. And we weren't sure like whether we should grow at that point. Like we weren't sure whether we were ready to expand. But now, as luck should have it, it's put us in this position where we have enough space to deal with whatever protocols they come up with. But let's hope they just come up with something soon because, you know, we're ready to go. Like we are confident that we can provide a safe space, like certainly safer than a supermarket or a Home Depot or anything like that. We have everything, you know, in place. And, and you know, we just hope that LA, you know, starts to realize, I mean, you just said it, like fitness is such an important part of people's lives, both physically and mentally. It is essential to their day. So how they can say that fitness is not an essential business is, you know, beyond reason. Where McDonald's over the street and Burger King over the street are completely essential to people's well-being. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense, but, you know. Yeah, and it's so hard because, you know, the uh, we go back to, I remember right at the beginning of this, I, like, posted this thing that was, like, you know, you can go there, but you can't stay there. Like, we can sit and grumble and be like, dude, this sucks. This is totally unfair. How is, like, how can they shut down a third of the economy and still keep big boxes open? And how can they say, you know, oh, the dangers of being online. And then now the, the distance learning is the new future. Like, and we're like sitting there being like, what is happening? What is this world? You know, but at the end of the day, we just have to deal with the information that we have and work with the reality that is in place. And, you know, what isn't fair, uh, it like doesn't really matter at this point because we just have to like move forward with what, you know, we can do. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's not, it's not really about, our personal beliefs is about what makes our members feel safe. And mm. we need to make them understand that we are going to do the best job possible for them and create the safest environment possible for them. Um, you know, and the great thing, I mean, I, I hope, I just hope that the more, more data and more science comes out that this, this virus is not transmitted through sweat. You know, it's, it's through the, the droplets. So it's, you know, I think there's this kind of misconception that like big sweaty gyms are going to be like, hotbeds for this disease kind of thing and you know the science just doesn't support that so i just hope that you know when they do talk about gyms reopening they do highlight that fact and highlight the positives of the gym as opposed to the risks and the scary terrible things about going to the gym it's like these are the reasons you should go to the fucking gym (laughs) well and also and also and this is a this is a broader point but you know people with you know any kind of metabolic disease or any kind of you know heart conditions and, and obesity, which are you know, obviously huge respiratory illnesses, like all, all these huge problems in, 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 in this country, you know, and globally, which this virus, you know, is it's attacked and, and like it's, it's, it's very damaging to those people. And of course the health and fitness industry, and, you know, our, our goal, our mission is to get people healthy, well, and avoid sickness of any, of any kind. So, you know, we are, we are not the cure, obviously, but we are the cure in, in terms of like, we can provide people with a stronger immune system and keep them, you know, a lot healthier, certainly more healthy than the McDonald's can. Um, and we just want the opportunity to be able to do that. Um, and of course, like I said, we will do that as, as safely as we possibly can and be as reassuring as we, we can to our members. Um, but yeah, we, we think that 
that the that, that the gym and our gym is a, is a very important part of people's you know daily lives. You know, um, you asked about like how gyms will be different, and I think that one point, like I was talking about how this is a point I'm excited about. Um, have, if you haven't heard about this, like hydrostatic gun, it's like it's like a disinfecting spray um, that you can like put Virex in, and it like kind of shoots it out like a gun, and it's electrostatic, so it wraps around like barbells and rigs and things like that. So where Whoa. before you'd be like wiping things down, now it literally like static clings. Just stand and there with your yeah, with your. <laughs> <laughs> but um you know we heard about it actually because um a couple other fitness studios had like literally thrown millions of dollars investing into um in- into this type of cleaning and so of course you know like uh we purchased uh we purchased one of them and it, i instantly get excited that like our um like not just our COVID procedures are going to be better, but like, it's just going to help our cleaning overall. So like having better, um, you know, at better ways for us to sanitize gyms in general is like a good thing. So I would say one good thing that came out of this and hopefully a good thing that will come out of it in general is like, you know, people are the best judges of small businesses they come in and they decide whether your gym is gross and grimy and they go to the clean gym down the street like right like that's like you make it or break it darwinism of business evolution you know Mm -hmm. and i think that people's standards will be so much higher as to what uh like a clean facility is and um people's like cleaning procedures will get a lot better and it's great because it should happen anyway you know, but like COVID virus or no virus, um, the standard by which we operate to create a clean and healthy and safe environment for people to exercise in, um, you know, and I think a, a lot of people already do that well. Small business owners that have small communities and small uh, gyms are able to, you know, probably have higher standards, maybe than some low box people who, you know, thousands of people come in and out and blah, blah, blah. Um, but I definitely think we'll see that tra- that change where, you know, it used to be that people looked for eucalyptus towels and saunas, and now people are going to be looking for hydrostatic guns and better disinfecting uh, procedures. <laughs> you know, here's, here's the good thing about you know, a gym like ours as well. It's like, you know, our space is coached, right? So you are told you're going to do this in this area. You're going to do this in this area. So we control the space as coaches. We control the space so we can, you know, we can direct people. Whereas I think the problem that a lot of global gyms are going to have is like, people are just free to go wherever they want and do whatever they want to do. So that can of course lead to all manner of, uh, all manner of problems in terms of like managing space. So again, you know, is, is this going to be hard for us? Yes. Is this going to be a big change for everyone? Yes. Do I think we are in an advantageous position? Then yes, because we can control the space. We coach the space. We can direct the space. We have more space <laughs> and we're investing a lot in, you know, all of the, all of the equipment that we need to make it as safe as possible. Um, and in fact, we're going to, we're going to do another podcast, uh, with you and we'll, we'll, um, we'll talk about exactly, so yeah, as we get closer, the exact protocols of, of how it's going to work and everything we've now put in place to make sure this, this space is the safest place in, in LA to train, to train. Um, cause I know that's going to reassure people and, and make mm-hmm. them feel you know, a lot more comfortable. I mean, like you guys hit the nail on the head. It's, I can't imagine how we didn't take care of things. Like even in the grocery store, we get our food. Like we weren't cleaning it this much before. And like now, right. 
Like, we're, I mean, it's, it's great that we got a wake up call to even with a place we have our food. You guys have done a great job of taking care of the gym. You guys run a clean, clean ship. And then you have a really good, good crowd of people who are very professional about, they do shower at the gym. They are going to be in there. They, they keep it clean, you know? So like you said, those well, yeah, that's the beauty of social responsibility in a community like ours. Everybody at Pharos wants Pharos to succeed. So nobody's going to be put at like be putting other people at risk. It, because it means that we won't have a pharos, you know? Mm -hmm. So I really believe in like the social responsibility of people, uh, you know, coming in and wanting to all, we are, you know, it's going to take a group effort to make sure that we're all doing our part to ensure everybody else's safety. Now, what, what have you guys uh, learned from this experience of, you know, being on lockdown, being in quarantine? And um, how does that look for you guys? That nothing is certain. You know, when I, I remember, uh, Back in the day when I was a bartender, it was like, you know, this business is great. When you're happy, you drink. When you're sad, you drink. And in the world of fitness, it was kind of the same thing. Like people use it as a stress reliever. It's like just part of their um, their everyday routine. They like the, every goal that you have um, in your life kind of revolves around how you feel about yourself, right? So coming to the gym and making that a part of your like day to day was just important to everyone. And we just felt so certain about that. And it was kind of something that I said to myself before, where it's like, you know, will this ever evolve into an online uh, platform? And although there are things like Peloton and stuff like that, you know, our build class, our sprint class, our train or repair, those kind of thing, type of things with the type of equipment that you need um, it just has to be done in a facility and it's much easier to do it when you're surrounded by people. Um, however, uh, after going through all of this, it just makes you realize that, you know, not everything is as it seems. Um, and with that as well, you know, like I, I remember like when we first started this whole process, um, you know, you don't really... I didn't realize how strong our community was and M&P kind of touched on it before where they were talking about um, like how our community is what binds us. And, you know, the thing that we were so worried about losing and like, obviously the, the thought of like money and our, the brick and mortar of Ferris athletic club, but what really scared us was losing that community aspect. You know what I mean? So um, to not have a virtual studio uh, experience and to, you know, not have that day-to-day -day rapport with people and asking them about TV and being the best part of their day and all that kind of stuff. That is what really um, was fearful to all of us. And, you know, like she said before, like now we have over 60 classes and we've evolved and we've grown. Um, but it, it definitely made me cherish the fact that, um, you know, we, we do have a really solid group at, at, at the gym and it's not just the members, it's the coaches and us and everybody who supported us. And even like my, you know, family that I haven't reached out to and, or haven't heard from in so long, like have reached out to me and asking about the gym because they've been following online. It's just been like, it, it's been a, it's actually been a, a pretty proud experience to say the least. Yeah. And uh, MP, what do you guys think on your end? What has been um, some of the used to take it? What have this? I learned? Um, <laughs> one. Uh, well, I definitely am the type of person that uh, 
like need something to focus on um, to like not go crazy. And I happen to like throw myself into work when I, when I am my most upset and depressed and anxious and stuff, I find that I actually, that I do a lot of my best work in those scenarios. Um, and so now I'm just like, very grateful that I, you know, I mean, I, I, to some days I feel like I need our community more than they need me. Like that I, (laughs) that I have been more, uh, like that it, you know, that Pharos has saved me more than it has saved, uh, you know, the, the lives of our members. So I'm just like, so grateful. I'm obviously so grateful to, uh, Jeff and Pete and Kate. Um, a lot of times I think like hardship, like makes or breaks you, you know, and like people can get really divided. And I know like relationships, like people are like killing each other right now, like at at home. And so it's like so nice to um, feel like I have a strong community and we're all, we're all, you know, we all got each other's back. Yeah. Yeah. I think all of us, um, maybe surprisingly, except for Pete, who usually, uh, gets the most stressed out about everything, uh, but has actually been very cool, calm and relaxed during all this to, to much of a surprise. So I would say more, more Emily and myself, uh, you know, I, I went first and I had a total emotional meltdown, which was totally necessary as well, because after that is like when I snapped back out of it and I felt like, okay, we got this, we can do it. And, you know, Emily had the same about a week later and then about a week and a half ago as well. But, um, <laughs> You know, although she said, yeah, with friendships and with relationships and your life in general, things have gotten a little tense and heated, but we've been good. I mean, we've really been able to, uh, I think we've really been able to lean on one another and when one person's having a bad day, you know, the other's there to lift us up and, you know, in a cliche way, but uh, it's been, it's, it's been good. Yeah. I think for me, um, it's been another test of resilience. Like I know like when, when, when bad things have happened in my life, I pretty much had like five minutes of kind of like, Oh fuck. And then from then on, I'm like, fuck you. I'm going to, I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight. So this, this for me was like just another test. It's another, like another way of like life testing you and saying like, really, can you overcome this? Really? Can you overcome this? It's like, if you can overcome it, you're going to come out stronger. So it's like, for me, all these things are just tests. It's like, no matter what happens, you just have to find a way to, to, to get through it and, uh, and come out the other side of it. So yeah, for me, I'm not, I don't, I don't think it taught me resilience cause I think I already had it, but I think it like reminded me of like who I want to, <laughs> this is why I have it. And this is, this is who I want to be in these situations. So, you know, when, when the shit goes down, I want, I want people to know that they can like rely on me to, to like stand up and say, well, fuck it, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, and I want, I want the gym to be like that as well. I want people to know that Pharos isn't just going to fold when something bad happens. We're going to fight for you know, what we believe in and we're going to fight to you know, come out strong at the end of, of, of situations like this. And that's what we'll do. Yeah, what, what, what you want to be in this situation. And then also, I think all of us have had our own private conversations about like what we want to be in the future. When you start a business, you get trapped in this hole of working in the business and becoming an employee. And like they were saying before, you know, everything that we're doing now, it's not like this all just came to us the day after this quarantine hit. We've been talking about this stuff forever. And it's been, it, it's 
to a lot of us, it's been way more meaningful work. You know what I mean? It's, it's um, creating different avenues for, for people to achieve their goals and just coming up with like creative and innovative ideas for the gym opposed to going there, running classes, plunging toilets, doing our privates, and then heading home at seven o'clock at night, you know? And for me, um, you know, it, it may, really made me realize like what I want to do in the future for the gym. And I think for all of us as well. Yeah, so, and what like leadership is. That's, and I mean, that's what I was going to say. That you are and that we're all different. You know, we all lead in much different ways and like, you know, uh, doubling down on our strengths as leaders and outsourcing or delegating out our weaknesses, you know. But I think it was, I think this whole thing has been a good test of like leadership throughout the company. So not just, not just with us as, as owners, but like, like I said, a lot of coaches like took, took those leadership roles and they led their own programs and like they led their own like communities within the community. Um, and, and our admin, and our I mean, admin that, like uh, pivoting oh online. God. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like any other studio owner is like, wow, there's a reason I didn't have time to do this before. You know, like it, it, it is a full-time job. So yeah, they really, they really came through and showed, showed great leadership qualities. Like we always wanted to build a culture of leadership and not a culture of like just people doing what we say, you know? And, and, you know, as I said, like so many of our staff, whether they were coaches, whether they're, they're, they're admin staff, they really pulled through and did a great job. So we're, we're super, super fortunate. Um, yeah. Yeah. I guess when, 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 when bad things happen and, and you, we have our anchors as a company that we, you know, that we stand by that, that define us as a company. And I think when bad things happen, it really, it, it really gives you a chance to live up to those anchors. Do we, do we, do we stand by our anchors and can we live up to the, the high standards that we set for ourselves? And if it works out, then it's, it's a good way to say yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we'll wrap it up there, but um, it's great to go to see you again, Brandon. And it's great to like talk to all of you guys out there, all of our members out there, all of our extended community out there. Um, we just want to say all of us, thank you. Um, we would not have survived without you. We would not exist without you. Um, and we look forward to the future with you. Um, you guys have been amazing throughout this. And we will keep delivering. We will keep serving you to the best of our ability. And um, just rest assured that when we when we do reopen, it will be the best possible place that you could be to, to train in, in, in Los Angeles, we believe. 